So we have definitely sorted out our issues. Lungela Zulu now joins me on the line. He's coming to us live from uh, the launch of the Transport Community Safety uh, that was launched today. Good afternoon and thank you so much uh, for joining us, Lungelo. Good afternoon and good afternoon to the listeners at home. Well, lovely hearing from you. So the KZN uh, MEC for Transport Community Safety and uh, Liaison, Mr. Bikintuli, this afternoon, or in fact this morning, launched the annual Transport Month program in Imlazi. I believe the, it was kicked off by a taxi ride in the in the morning. Tell me more. Yeah, um, with that one, it was actually the safety month launch um, with the Minister of Police. The difference with this one is that it then becomes the safety month for KZN. Um, oh, sorry, that one was the safety season um, for the whole of South Africa. But the one today is actually the safety month launch for KZN, where he's actually launching it with the theme of building a united front and bringing different stakeholders towards the fight against gender-based violence. This speaks to the traditional leadership the various structures that he has within the Department of Community Safety and Liaison, the South African police as well as communities at large. Okay, so so th- th- you're saying that this particular one is geared at dealing with gender-based violence. Um, we know that you've re- issued a statement talking about some of the, the challenges that you hear in the sector, uh, the increase in violence, service delivery being a, a paramount issue there in the community. So what are the plans? Um, well, we obviously we have various plans. Now, the plans which are they, when it comes to, implement, to implementation, the question always is who does this implementation? Is it only the South African Police Service? Because regardless of how good your programs are, or whatever strategies have in place, what's key is the sustainability of those programs. This is number one. Number two, the structure which will be able to implement these programs. I'll make an example. Today we're launching in Watt 16 in Dubanduba. Now, this is what one might call a rural area. Now, what's key about this is that you then have Amakosi as well as Izindun as well as Intiizwa. Now, when you look at any program that you need to implement, it's key to have those people on board because they then ensure that programs are actually implemented within a community. You also then have the CPFs as well as the different um, crime prevention structures for Miskepe, Julugatoti, Vimbangapambile, as well as various structures which are now actually I'm owning the programs which are um, from province and which are going to be doing the implementation. So, I mean, it's all good and well. The the collaboration has always been there in some form or another. What I I do want us to go into is the actual program themselves. What are the programs? What are they going to do? For instance, what's going to happen if somebody opens another liquor store? You're saying it's part of the issues that you guys are dealing with, proliferation of liquor outlets, for instance. Does it mean you want to shut down some, some of these liquor outlets? Well, I'll make an example with the liquor outlets. I'm within the area you have about sixty which are there. Now all of them are legal, all of them have gone through um the e- through the DTI process, um economic development in KZN process. Now the question which must be there is when do we put a limit to it? Because lawfully people can apply and they can still get them. These are the conversations that we must be having as society. Do we then say that people must be able to make an income for themselves and do business? Or when do we say there is now a larger public interest which say that at this particular stage there must be a cutoff? Now, these are conversations, unfortunately, which have not been had, however, where the different departments now need to sit down, that being the Department of Community Safety and Liaison, as well as the Department of Economic Development and KZN, and bring the communities and actually have those hard conversations which need to be had. I was always under the impression that these different stakeholders were in conversation, uh, unless if I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. Am I wrong? Structurally, they yeah. are in conversation. Yes. So, However, so, implementation versus structure are two different things. I think the mere fact that we have the challenges that we have 
tells us that those relationships can be strengthened beyond what they currently are. So maybe the big question then, specifically to you, you're running the youth desk. What are you going to do differently? Well, the first thing that we're also looking at, by the way, within um, the local committees of the economic development, you have the CPF, which is placed there to be able to have a voice. However, you don't really have a placement for any youth structure or for, or for young people to play a role in it. You have lawyers, you have the municipality, you have the South African police services, you have the CPF. However, we're not there. Now, so long as you have not been given a place at the table to be able to have a voice, it becomes difficult for you to have a voice because it's a voice, unfortunately, which is outside of the, of, of the table. Now, firstly, before we can start making noise, we need to look at the structure of how some of these things are set up. Immediately, the structure is sorted out. Then you have a voice, then you're able to speak to these things and actually address issues. What concerns me, Lungelo, here is that we are still at a point where we are saying we need to talk, we need to fix the structure, we need to be included. It's not giving me the sense that there is action on the ground that's going to happen. It's still something that is a work in progress. We're still going to talk. I'm, I'm, I must be honest, I'm slightly concerned about that. Okay, let me make you an example. In case that in, um, in terms of the that I need, it's based in every single police station. It means that we have 184 youth crime prevention death structures within all police stations. You then also have them at a cluster level, which are the coordinating structures. Currently, we're sitting on 13 clusters. Um, and then you have, obviously, the provincial board. Now, whatever program we have, obviously, we'll conceptualize it, and then we'll take it down to the clusters. We must then take it down to the police stations. So when it comes to a working hand in glove with the South African police services, especially in terms of programs which address youth crime prevention, it's already happening. Now, when you look at the issue of liquor outlets, unfortunately, that's a different structure which we are currently outside of. I'll okay. make you an example at a national level. Currently, we're like in the final stages of saying we have to launch the youth crime prevention strategy, which was announced by President Cyril Ramaphosa, because what it also does is that it enables us as well as budgets for programs which need to be implemented, which says that the programs are there. However, we need to just get to a point where the youth crime prevention strategy is launched at the national level. Immediately that's done, it then filters down to different provinces, and you are then speaking to programs which have budgets which must be implemented. So the one that you're saying is working, tell me about those success stories. If you're saying that in your area, in your constituency, it is working before we get to national, tell me about those successes. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll make an example. Currently, you have school safety, which is an issue on its own. The department obviously has sent in volunteers, which are meant to help within the Department of Education. However, also at a local level, because each of my structures is based at a police station now, within the protocol agreement between the South African Police Services and the Department of Education, every single school must be linked to a police station. Now, whenever there are challenges at a particular school, we know that um, the person who deals with crime prevention, who actually will send in love with my staff at any police station, are able to attend to those particular issues, whether it's a case of bullying, whether it's a case of drugs, whether it's a case of assault amongst young people. They are able to immediately deal with that. It's just that, unfortunately, when work is being done, unfortunately, you don't get to a point where then the media actually comes closer to it unless there's a problem. So when you don't hear anything, it's when we're actually working. When you then hear something, it's when at that one particular place, unfortunately, we haven't been able to do enough to be able to deal or prevent that particular occurrence from happening. I mean, we're here now, Lungelo, and we, we're asking you what are the stats. Uh, give us the stats of what it is that you have achieved. 
Well, when you say in terms of the stats of what we have achieved, you'd have to look at the general statistics of KZN over the past five years. By the way, we've been in office for five years. You have to then look at the issues which deal with young people and the programs that we have, and that's how you're actually able to judge how well we've been able to perform. Now, I can already tell you when it comes to crimes affecting young people, they have dropped. Obviously, they have not dropped to a point where we are happy, but they have give, dropped. Give us a sense, Lungelo. Give us a sense of numbers. how much. You're I running the desk. Give us a sense. I can definitely tell you that at least by 10% it's been able to drop and we are building What kind of crimes are these? Um, crimes which affect young people, which yes. speak to bullying within schools. By the way, we have a focus in terms of school, we have a focus in terms of occurrence of um, things that happen within the safeties, within the festive season in terms of crimes affecting young people. I mean, I mean, I ask because uh, crimes affecting young people are very vast. Rape could be classified as crime affecting young people. Drugs, alcohol. I mean, those the the kind of crimes that affect the the the, the broader community also affect young people. Hence, I ask you, give us a sense of what it is that has come down specifically in your in your uh, in your constituency. Um, hence, I was speaking to the issue one of drugs. That's definitely something which we can speak to. The issue of bullying within schools. It's definitely something that you can speak to. So in the report that says there has been an increase in drugs and manufacturing and uh, drug accessibility in communities, you're saying that's not accurate? The, the thing about drugs, by the way, is that the more you start to actually be effective and young people come and report drugs, then obviously the statistics will go up. But it doesn't necessarily mean that there's now the problem is getting worse. Because drugs have always been there, but what we have been saying to young people is that we must start reporting these drug bans. In actual fact, that speaks to successes that are actually happening as a result of us engaging young people to say that we not keep quiet when you know that these are drug bans. So that's the perfect example to say it starts to actually increase because young people are actually now starting to do something about it. I mean, obviously, I'm only referring to to a document that's been uh, sent to us by the very department that you sit in. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand where you guys differ in language, because if the document says there has been an increase in, 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 in drug uh, distribution and so on, you are saying the stats are that it's not quite the case. I'm, I, I'm not sure what to read. Into I, what I think saying. there can be an increase in, in drug cases which are being reported, but in, in drug distribution, for me, it would be very problematic as to how somebody as change such statistics. Because it, com- you can it comes from your department. It comes from your department. So I'm not thumbsucking this thing. No, no, no. I hear you when you say that you're not thumbsucking. Here I'm saying then it becomes a bit of a challenge in terms of the wording which is there because the only thing that you can report on are drug dens which have been actually um, apprehended by the South African police services to say this is where we've been had In fact, we've actually uncovered so many other drug dens. But the minute you speak of distribution, how do you know of distribution? And if you know of that sort of distribution, then why weren't you able to, to, to intercept it? If you're uh, reporting that it's actually being distributed, then something, there might be a challenge with the wording on that one particular one, because that's one that we know for a fact is something that we have actually put in programs to speak to it. All right, so we are scheduled to speak to the MEC who may give us a bit more clarity on the issue. I really appreciate the time that you've given us, Lungelo Zulu, CPF Youth Desk, the provincial chair, and he is at the KZN uh, National Transport and Community Safety. Uh, they've just launched a program for uh, Transport Month, and they are dealing with all sorts of crimes. So we'll speak to the MEC, to some of the issues that we need clarity on. And uh, Lungelo was just saying there, he's not sure of, about the stats that we have in front of us. The stats come from his office, but we'll get more clarity a little bit later on with the MEC Bacon Dooley just after uh, 2 o'clock. It's now one let Let's go to Uzi Lesaku for the latest in headlines.